Here we are, episode 15 of Pop Cannon. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brian. Guys, what are we what are we here to talk about today in episode 15? My brand uh, new microphone. Oh, no. Oh, no. If, if, if only there were something, some sort of major film that released in the past week or two. Oh, yeah. Hellboy. No, that's a little out of our range here. I was thinking more of The Curse of La Lorna. So as everyone knows, uh, La Llorona is a uh, it's a it's a Nordic uh, fairy tale. Uh, Jordan, the two L's is a J sound. Jorna. Is this just a new thing that we do in in every episode? Yeah, yeah. And then Jordan called it Nordic. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Avengers, nice fade. <laughs> Avengers, edamame. No, wait, mm. that's, no, that's not it. Yeah, so... Fucking Endgame. Endgame. The uh, mm-hmm. the long-awaited sequel to uh, the emotionally crippling Infinity War. <laughs> yes. Um, and it wasn't any less emotionally crippling. More so more somehow. So. Yes, absolutely more so. There's permadeath. There's a lot. There's there a is lot. so much to unpack from this three-hour film, and oh. we're going to somehow... Spoilers, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. we're going to spoil <laughs> the shit out of this movie. Also, yeah. also spoilers, you're probably going to hear one or more than one of us get choked up while talking about this. Yeah, and um, if you haven't seen the movie, do not read the comment section on literally anything. Yes, absolutely. Because and shut this podcast off yes, and uh, come uh, back yeah, to yeah. us. Yeah. Also that, yes, don't, don't yes. listen to us. So you've been given your warning. Um, Black Widow and Tony die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rip that band-aid off. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we, we pick up with uh, Clint. Wearing his ankle monitor from uh, Civil oh, War, I would God. assume. And, and that scene from Jump Street got me emotional. Yep. Because yep. I knew what absolutely was coming. Accurate. Yep, absolutely. My heart sank. We all knew what was happening there, but it was no less emotionally just devastating to watch. So he goes berserk. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's well, all I he mean, gave his, a shit about. His entire family was dusted. So that that would drive anyone insane, I'd think. Now, Jeremy Renner, good lord. Out of all of the Avengers movies that he's been in, this was his movie to steal, oh, in my totally. opinion. He sold it so well for me. I think he... I was I was very very happy with the way that we got Clint presented in this film. In all of his scenes, yeah, all yeah. of his all of his scenes, he was emotional. Whether he was angry, emotional, or sad, emotional, or just like he just went off. Uh, and Jeremy yeah. Renner did such a such a fantastic job, and I feel like yeah. he really shut up all the people that are like, "Oh, well, what do we need just a regular human Hawkeye for? What what good could he do on the Avengers?" I think he really kind of shoved it in all their faces throughout this movie. Well, in in Age of Ultron, he really he had a much mm-hmm. bigger presence, and and that movie was very much more centered on him. But yeah, um, yeah no, I agree. This this movie, um, he got to plumb some emotional depths there, um, and it was a great performance. Yeah. For sure. I don't think that there was necessarily a bad performance, other than something we'll get into a little later. Uh. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, 
you know, this is one of those things that it, it, it probably was super obvious to everyone that it was going to happen. Um, but I, I told Rob about this, you know, even like, I guess maybe one, one, once the first trailer came out and I was like, you know what? I haven't watched it, but I'm gonna make a prediction that his entire family gets dusted. I wish I, I wish I hadn't been right about that. Cause that was, <laughs> that was devastating to start off with. Cause he wouldn't have been able to do what he did in becoming Ronan if they all didn't get that. Yeah. Right. The, uh, just about, so two out of three showings, um, <clears throat> in that first scene, he turns around and his daughter is already drifting away as dust. And there's a there was in the first two showings I saw it, of just an audible gasp of mm-hmm. oh like yeah, yeah. Oh. there was a there was a lot of people that just kind of quietly went oh no you felt the uh, the tension in the room almost immediately yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm everybody also, was like oh this is what we're doing I'm also gonna <laughs> spin you guys a yarn of the two dudes sitting behind me to the left in the theater. Because we went on a wild journey with these guys. Well, we want to hear about the two dudes behind you to the right. Yeah. Uh, no, they were fine. They were quiet. Oh. Yeah. Lame. There's something, going back to, to Hawkeye's family, it's just how understated the dusting is in, in, these, in these two movies that just makes it somehow even more devastating to see. You know what I mean? It's not like a big showy thing. It's just... Yeah, no, his, his two sons and his wife just... Vanish. disappear and he they're in an open field there's nowhere for them to hide yeah and him just running through like whistling and he's like boys yeah he's like laura he's screaming yeah. like he was so guttural you felt it you see him turn on the hawkeye face for a second yep and he kind of like takes a stance and is like looking around kind of monitoring what's going on and uh we see tony and nebula playing a wonderful little game of uh paper football Dude, and I, yeah. uh, after Guardians 2, I very much enjoyed Nebula oh, and yeah, her arc that she, that she eventually took, um, which we actually get back into in this film. Yeah. Which I, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. So 2014 Nebula with current Nebula, it was, it was such a contrast. Yeah. Well, there's. I really dislike the moment when they're eating the rations, and Tony offers it to her, and she kind of just pushes it back to him. Yeah. Just the little moments like that, or when they're playing paper football, or. Yeah, after. talk about character development. <laughs> yeah, she absolutely. Was like, I very much liked that. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. well because she finally won something. Mm. You know, because yeah. Gamora growing up was always the one to win. Yep. She would always lose. So for her. To win a little moment like that meant so much to her. Absolutely, and yeah, it was just the the way that um, <clears throat> she, I don't want to necessarily say lovingly, but caringly, put Tony into the chair once he fell asleep. Um, you know, pretty sure that he was probably going to die, and she would outlive him for a little while. Um, yeah, it. I wasn't. I was. That was also rough. <laughs> In the whole... Yeah, because uh. uh... The, our first viewing, Amanda leaned over to me and she's like, is he dead? <laughs> and I was like, uh, it looks like his heartbeat is coming through his uh, carotid in his neck. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah, he did dead. not look good. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Good so they Lord. did a great job of him uh, looking very gangly. He was yeah. just three gone. Week, three weeks with very little food. Well, lost they... all sorts of weight and he was all bony and gross. It's like you didn't. 
at least in my the theater I saw it in, no one really noticed until when he's you know talking, recording the thing for Pepper, when he kind of leans back. Yeah, he has a jacket on when they're playing paper football. Um, yeah, and you can't really tell, but yeah, once he once he turns the the helmet on and makes the hollow recording, yeah, that is, yeah, yeah. There was a few. There, I heard some. It was the two guys behind me to the left went, "Oh damn!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so you got a live commentary track on the film? Oh yeah, I did the. I gave him like the little half turn at one point in the movie, but you know, yeah, as passive aggressive I can get. Yeah. And then Captain Marvel shows up and brings him home. So, uh, yeah, white that, savior. Anyway, uh. <laughs> and just like that, she's gone. <laughs> and then she brings the ship back to Earth, and there are no issues. Um, and then she just, you know, plops it down, and she's like, "There he is," and does whatever she does. So th- there's a there's a practical there's a practical thing with with inconsistencies between this and Captain Marvel. This um, her scenes for this were filmed before Captain Marvel filmed. Right. Um, so they're really. I, I don't think they had oh. n- really nailed down everything for that character before this, which is kind of a shame. You wish they had done Captain Marvel first and then done this, but they filmed Infinity War and Endgame back to back. So right, um, right. There was really no way to do that. Um, but once once the uh, once ship is landed, uh, and then you know, Tony's greeted by Steve, which I thought was a really nice moment for a second. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah. greeted by Pepper, which you know, that uh, my that 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 got me going. <laughs> I, yeah, feels. I was feels. Su- I was definitely surprised to see Gwyneth Paltrow in so much of this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was mm-hmm. just like her cameo in the beginning, and it's like, okay, well, she's done her part. Yeah, and we'll get back to that later. We will. <laughs> um, Boy, and then will we? W- and then when when Rocket comes up to Nebula and they sit down and they hold hands. Oh, there I go. <laughs> uh, honestly, I didn't expect that. I and when he did it, I was like, "Oh, well that's sweet." They're the well, only that family makes they sense got. because I know we discussed this in our Infinity War episode, mm-hmm. but Rocket didn't know yep how many of the Guardians were yeah, you know, snapped away. Yep. until they showed up. So that was his sinking realization that Oh, She's the only one. I, yeah, the like I'm left. alone here, and it's just Nebula. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. <laughs> that just that just reminded me of what Rocket says in the room, and <laughs> he's just like, uh, "Yeah, this, we failed. A lot of that. There's a lot of that going around. <laughs> <laughs> From a build a bear. <laughs> oh, dude, that was. Good. I swear to God, I thought you were a build a bear for the first time <laughs> you started talking. Maybe I am. <laughs> dude, and Tony, dude, Tony's attitude in yeah. that scene was gut wrenching. It was. And, and I'll be honest, on the first viewing, on the first viewing, it struck me wrong. Or not, it didn't strike me wrong, but it, it struck me the wrong way. Um, yeah, definitely. Same. But, but I think it's supposed to. Because you're, because you, you, he's completely out of it. He's like, you know, he's, he's at the lowest point of his life, both physically and mentally and emotionally. Like, he's, he's lashing out. <laughs> he's like, no cap, I don't have any coordinates yeah oh god because cap's trying to do his job like yeah. right right but but that line that he says where he's like you said we'd lose together and that didn't happen yeah just... i thought it was a little weird that he was critical that cap wasn't in space with him oh no i was just gonna say it seemed to me like just the ramblings of like you said he was at his physical and mental the lowest point he's ever been at and he is Tony Stark and he does have something of an ego 
Yeah. And I feel like that so, was yeah, his so way of, kind of pushing out against everyone. Like, well, it's not all just my fault. I don't think necessarily that it was that Cap wasn't in space with them, or is, is that, that that the Avengers were not still together from having had the chance to sign the Accords and stay together that way, and that they would have all been together when, you know, Ebony Maw and Cull Obsidian arrive on Earth, and, oh, then, okay. and, then, yeah. they, and then they can all take the fight to, to Thanos on Titan, and all of them. But he, again, he doesn't realize they all just would have lost there, so... No, I get, I, I get that. I just, you know, initial viewing was just like, why does he think that Cap should have been on Titan with him? That doesn't right. make any sense, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when we get the actual intro. Like, the... Yeah. The, yeah. That was, like, all a the, cold open. The title, the title card, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like, cold open one and cold open one A. Yeah. Before the title card, which I thought was kind of weird. Area 51A was a little jarring for me that there was like a cold open and I thought like the movie was like starting and they weren't going to do a title card and then they did a title card and I was just like oh okay yeah. but that whole that whole beginning and like we had talked about uh, before we recorded that like first hour is a, is a lot of like confusion mm-hmm. and the editing they go hard to black like three times yes yeah at the very beginning and it's a that's a hard thing to do early. Agreed. Um, it it's 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 weird to look at it, but you know, Infinity War and this really are like a five and a half hour. Oh just, yeah, yeah. They they should absolutely project, be viewed you know? together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. You know, for for a standalone film, yeah, it, it's a little it's a little jarring the first time. Um, but with repeat viewings, it, it it's gotten more easy to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because of the tension that you don't know what's yeah. happening. Fair. I think that also has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Like when you're watching it for the very first time, you're going in going, okay, well, what's going to happen? Oh, we're like slowing all of this down, but wait, we're speeding up. Right. Because all of a sudden they're in space and they're retconning the planet for Thanos. And then, oh, there he is. And we don't make a big deal about... um people going into space for the first time <laughs> oh yeah that was they great. like ask which i think was them at least acknowledging the fact that it's happening yeah. right who here's never but been it's space. weird that they all just go into space and they're like good they're just good it if, with cap it didn't really feel out of character because i feel like he's up for anything like that but uh other people are just like yeah all right well here we go Real quick, can I just say, can I just say how pumped I was when we before we got to the title card when Cap just says, "All right, let's go get this son of a bitch." I don't know. I just like that was a, that was such a great line to go every right time, into the title card. Every time Cap cursed, people are like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. So it was slightly out of character because uh, he cursed throughout the movie. Yeah, a little bit, three times, which was just I, I took it more like uh, he's at he's at the end of his rope. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. Uh, where they he's all just are. like, I'm done with the 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 goody the goody two shoes bullshit. Like language, I'm gonna say shit. I'm gonna say ass. I'm gonna say son of a bitch. I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> he just he's just cursing the entire fucking movie. That's a theme. he went from PG to PG thirteen. Yes, real quick. That's a theme throughout the entire film. Uh, is all these characters at the end of their ropes? Yeah, all all at their very the most vulnerable, their lowest parts. Because yeah. this is as low as you can get they lost absolutely they lost hard they lost and half the universe died yeah 
because they and, failed. Uh, credit where credit is due for Jordan. Um, but as soon as Cap looks at that compass on the ship, I was like, well, Jordan was right. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> my theory was that he was going to go back in time and stay with Peggy ah. and like live oh. his life. Oh, okay. Oh, like, I didn't um, think about that. And I was at like, all. I don't know if they're going to do that. But as soon as they're on that, the spaceship and, and Cap flips open the compass and looks at it, and there was like a, a musical cue. I was yeah, it like, was from the first Avenger. I was like, son of a bitch, man. Jordan nailed that. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, shit. That's uh, so it was just a matter of how they got there, but I, like, I knew it was happening. I didn't realize that that was even going to be a thing until, like, the end. Because I didn't expect anything. Especially the second time around. Like, knowing, like, the first time around, once he starts looking at it, and then he looks at it again, and then he mentions uh, when he's in the in the... Uh, the survivors group, yeah, and he mentions her again. I was like, oh, they're they're definitely gonna do it. And then he sees her, yeah. And then they and then they do it. And then the second viewing is a lot of like noticing all of those things leading up to it and right. going just like they he nailed it. Jordan absolutely nailed it. So I only have like a few issues with this movie, um, but that's actually one of them. Is I felt they went to that. I think they went to it twice, and it just was too many times for me, was him looking at the compass, or, or the, like, acknowledging the compass with Peggy's picture, and it's like, at this point, if you haven't seen the movies where he already had, the, the, I guess it was the movie, it was, a, it was First Avenger, if you haven't seen that, I don't know what you're doing here, like, seeing this movie, I don't, I felt like, I felt that was unnecessary, it just felt well, a, no, little, it was, a little bit of batting over the head. It was a way for them to, uh tease the end without telling you it's going to happen right but then but then they also had the scene when they go spoilers they go back in time um when tony and here at lehigh camp lehigh in the 70s and he sees her there that would have been just enough i mean i don't think it would have been enough you, i think you, it was you don't think you don't think her like no. being on the other side of the glass and him looking longingly at her for a good like it was a minute uh no i, he, I felt he, that was enough it was a it was a at first it was just like a reminder of like what he's doing or like what he misses and reminding himself that everybody else misses somebody as much as that. And then the second time he looks at it, it's another just getting him to that point. And then once the capability is there for him to stay there, he makes the decision. And at the end of the movie, Bucky knows what he's going to do. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Bucky. Yeah. Bucky knew. I didn't think it was too much. I think it was just enough to reinforce that because I mean, like, she, Peggy has pretty much been his through line in all mm-hmm. of these movies. Right, yeah. When he goes back to visit her in Winter Soldier, like, she's the focal point. Right. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and the vision he has that Wanda gave him in Age of Ultron was, again, mostly about her. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's not out of character for him to, like, look at something with her photo in it and, like... Uh, remind yeah, himself again, I, like I, I don't think this is what i'm doing this for I, i'm not saying it's out of character i'm just saying it it just was for me uh, it just was a little too much but it didn't it didn't detract from anything it's just one of the issues that i had you know thor goes for the head yeah yeah it just lops, lops his head it right, right off and then and, and what did again, you do i went for the in, head in in most of the showings i was at people were like yes <laughs> like there was an audible See, gasp in the theater. Yeah, when I saw it. 
when I like so first viewing, I was like, "Well, what the fuck?" And Same. then I just sat there Same. and I was like, "Okay, so no, we're definitely doing the time travel quantum realm thing." Okay. Yeah, because that had been a a, a prevailing theory, and then the, the set photos of them in New York in 2012 when they go back in time, I was like, "Okay, so they're definitely." That's definitely how they're going to do this. Well, they right, even go back in time. They Got even it. say it during the post credits in Ant Man and the Wasp that when he's about to go into the quantum realm, uh, Janet Van Dyne says, "Don't get caught in a time what is vortex." It, like a time, time vortex. Yep. So it's kind of like laying the oh, seeds yeah. all the way back then. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, initially I was just like, "Well, there goes all of my theories out the window." Like, <laughs> they just killed Thanos. Like, is he actually going to be the main the main villain of the movie? Or like, I didn't know what to expect at so that, that point. That was the great thing for me about having ignored everything I could about this movie after Infinity War. Um, I suspected from Ant Man and Wasp that the Quantum Realm was going to be something going forward I, I didn't know necessarily necessarily would, whether it would be an end game or not um but i, I thought it, it could be but i had once they chopped off Thanos' head, i was like okay i have no idea what's going on and i'm okay with it i am yeah. okay with it let's see what happens and then and then we get five years later it, yeah and i did not another, expect another hard cut to black i did not expect a time a, jump yeah and then a and then a uh, words on screen to let you know that five years had passed. But it's five, and then it yeah. hangs on it for. And so you a think few it might seconds. be might be days or months, and then as soon as it's like years, yeah. everyone in the theater is like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, Again. yeah. That was the in the in the Saturday night viewing. That was the crowd's realization that shit just got real. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. heard like the oh. Yeah. For a second, at first, I, w- I thought it was going to go five years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I was going to be like, okay, go on. <laughs> but then it popped up later, and I was just like, wow. And then uh, after that, where do we cut to? What's the first scene after that? Is it with... Well, like, it shows yeah. It shows New York. It shows Manhattan. Um, like yeah, you see the Statue yeah. of Liberty with like a million boats around it. Yeah. Yeah. And like City Field. Completely empty. And City Field, because he's in Queens. Yep. I thought it was very interesting because we got one of the directors yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the <laughs> in there talking. And also the creator of Thanos was in there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Jim Starlin. Yeah. Did you guys notice that, or not notice, but realize, like, Steve took on the role that Sam had had mm-hmm. in Winter Soldier? I thought that was really cool. But one of my, so one of my issues is there's the five-year time jump. Okay. And yet when Peter Parker comes back, he's just in high school again, but like all of his friends also are in high school. So that's not true. Um, What do you mean? All of his friends are not in high school. Ned was in high school, which means Ned got snapped away too. That's when they see each other at the end. When Peter Peter walks in, you can see him. He's like, he's a million miles away. He's not recognizing anyone. And then he sees only Ned and Ned sees him. And they reconnect. That that to me that means Ned Ned also got snapped, and they're basically the only two people they know now in their grade, because everyone else would have graduated. Yeah, but from, I guess it's just because of the what the information that I know from Homecoming, and from Far From Home, you're still seeing like Flash, you're still seeing MJ. Oh really? Well then maybe like, then maybe they they all got snapped away too. But yeah, I just feel like that's like such a 
stupid workaround. So well, so when they did the well, when they did the 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 five years later, and they show you those those sweeping panoramic shots of New York City, um, and then when you see Ant Man later on walking down the, it seems as though life has kind of been at a standstill. Yeah. So I, it, it's weird to me to think that high school would have gone on. That's also fair. Um, yeah. Like, that was the confusion that I had, was like, so when, when Peter walks into school and all those kids follow behind him, to me it felt more like this is the first time everyone's back at school. Also possible, yes. I don't. I don't necessarily think that they would have not been to school for five years. Yeah. <laughs> but they. They. In the. In the support group, uh, the. The one of the directors who's playing that character is like, you know, we talked about how we missed the Mets. Like, there's no sports. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like everything is. It's basically like those two weeks after nine eleven where nothing happened. Yeah. Except for years. But just for five years. Because 150 million people in the country, at least. And, I, and, and that, that's something that, that should be stressed, is that uh, while while Widow at the beginning of the movie said, you know, he did what he set out to do, he, he erased 50%, a lot more people died than 50% because of plane crashes, helicopter crashes, right. uh, yeah. boat crashes, like, uh, you know, uh, nuclear plants going off, just all sorts of shit would have happened. Sure. It's, it was an apocalyptic event. So probably two-thirds of the population of Earth was gone, really. That's um, something I hadn't even considered. That's very true. Yeah. 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 So, so my assumption on the on on Peter going back to school is that this is the first time school's been in session. Okay. Yeah. That that's that was my possible. that was my thought process on it. And so that's very where true. that's where I were not having seen the Far From Home trailers. I didn't even realize that all those characters were in it, other than MJ. Um, because I, I, I well, I mean, I'm it. not even necessarily including that in my thought process, right. but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I was just saying, like, that's what bothered me okay. the most. Um, and then also when uh, Good Nebula kills Evil Nebula. Well, when Future Nebula kills Past Nebula? Yes. And it's like, is she going to disappear? No? Nothing happens? Okay. No, so they that's... Already... Okay. Different timelines. Professor Hulk explains how the time travel in this works right what you do where you go does not affect the alternate timeline because that timeline ceases to be because your new future is here right you can take things from the past and right. and not have it affect your future so technically by taking her life you know she was already in the future Right. Okay. Basically, they're not existing on one solid timeline that they keep jumping in and out of. It's just yeah. it's yeah. it always creates a multiple uh, multiple universes. Yeah, which I thought was right. really a really cool look at and, and and putting the whole time travel thing on its head because, as they stated in the film with listing all those movies, that's how mm-hmm. all those movies looked at time. Like you can't go into the past and screw with the future. Like don't do that. You know. <laughs> Right. Oh, when he's talking to Rhodey. Because as Hulk explains it, if you go into the past, that past is now your future. Yeah. And then, of course... And and that present is now your past. And then, of course, they broke that rule at the end of the movie, but we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I think they kind of did, but we'll get there. I don't think that they did. We'll we'll get there. Yeah, Um, we'll get there. 
but it's we cut to Black Widow at that point, who's kind yeah, of running the Avengers horrible, now. Apparently, there are no hairdressers in five years into the future. <laughs> the snap yeah. took what all the, the fuck good was ones. On her head, took all the good ones. <laughs> Same. It ha- that's what happened to Hawkeye. <laughs> with the the it was technically a mohawk, a fade. Nice, I don't know. Somehow nice he made it work. He made and it work. Somehow she definitely didn't. <laughs> well, I my my thought on that was because her hair was blonde at the end of Infinity War. So she just like let it grow out. Yeah, and she, she just hasn't cut it or yeah, done no, anything with it. Yeah, it's just she let herself go. Yeah, she just didn't she... care. Uh, and this is and this is one of my major issues with the film um, is that we got Scott Lang returning from the quantum realm because of a rat. No, well, yeah, I guess it's technically a rat, but I think they were trying to make the point of thank the mouse for all of this. Jesus Christ. No. Anyway, uh, I really hope that's not... I need a um, dick, Mickey. But yeah, like I, I, so so I get that, that Strange had seen into the 14,605 possibilities, but in my estimation, it's more along the lines of what Tony said later on, that it was a billion to one odds that that rat reactivated the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just, I felt, I felt like they could have done that any number of ways by like Ken Jong's security guy maybe accidentally activating it by going like, ooh, what's in this van? You know, he's, uh, I don't know. They, they could have done any, any number of ways that would have been more believable than just a rat happenstance activating that, the quantum tunnel. That kind of felt like Scott Lang's luck to me, though. Mm-hmm. In a way, it was just kind of, because he's, he's had a wild fucking ride through this whole movie, too, and he's oh, kind yeah. of the catalyst to get everything going, and I am so glad they really pushed him to the forefront. Yeah. And oh, he doesn't get. Great. I'm also really glad that they didn't give Ken Jong like a speaking role. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of like a little like, "Hey, is that Ken Jong?" Neat. Anyway, then um, Rob, don't watch Community, please, because he's no, no. All I don't. Over I don't show. have a problem. I don't have a problem with Ken Jong. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't have a problem with Ken Jong. I have a problem with Ken Jong in this film. Oh, fair enough. If he were to speak, okay. He's because uh, it's a, like okay. <laughs> no, I th- I think uh, Cameo I mean, the- City. The, Ru- the Russo brothers included a lot of the ca- uh, community cast in the different MCU films, but I think they realized like this is not a this is not a place to showcase Ken Jong's talents. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly, because it would have been a if him and if him and Paul Rudd even had like a slight <laughs> repartee, I would have been like, oh fuck me, let's go, let's get to the fucking point of this film, because it just would have been three hours and city. two minutes. We don't need all of it. Let's. Uh... But uh, after that, we. We we just continue with with Ant Man for a little while, right? When he's yeah, walking he through, goes through the streets of San Francisco. Amanda was kind of upset that that kid didn't answer him, and I was like, uh, "Imagine how much of an asshole he seems like." Yeah, uh, well, like walking around with a fucking wagon, and he's like, "Hey, kid, what happened right. here?" And this kid's and like, that kid's fuck you, buddy. That, kid's, <laughs> that kid grew up in a snap, uh, a post snap world, so he's seen some shit. Like, right? No, exactly. <laughs> so like, for him to like, everybody knows what yes. happened. The, so for one fucking guy to be walking down the street like what happened literally here, kid? <laughs> other than the big bang literally the biggest thing to happen in all of the universe's history like yeah. it affected every single thing in the universe other than the big bang and then so. this one schmuck in san francisco <laughs> asks the kid on a bicycle what happened yeah like that kid's not going to answer you you fucking weirdo sorry or, kid i've been microscopic for a while it's a long story I, right. I would have like was he gonna? <laughs> I would have been actually alright with him just going dick and then riding off like that. Yeah. Like, right, right. But I get, fu- I get the hey, silence, fuck you, man. 
so then he he frantically searches for his daughter's yeah. name. Oh, that was not rough. realizing that he's been gone four or five years and sees his own name. Yeah. Did you guys notice? I was I didn't think till afterward any like Easter eggs, any names on there. I didn't think to look. I didn't I, pick up on anything. I didn't see any. I okay. didn't see. I mean, I looked. I didn't see any. No. But it's super exciting to see Cassie survive. Yeah. Oh, that part. That was another just gut punch. <laughs> he was like, you're so big. big. Yeah. <laughs> For a second, I thought it was going to be Judy Greer as yeah. Ca- as his ex-wife, as Cassie's mom. Um, and I th- thought it was a little odd that we didn't get any mention of of he, of he her or her cop husband, since they were so prominent in Ant-Man, in, the two, in both Ant-Man movies. Um, it, it almost makes me wonder if there were scenes that were cut. Maybe. Yeah. I think they were the only oh, no, people that didn't it, get was, a cameo. Didn't they originally say that the, the original cut of this was like four hours long? Oh, wow. Oh, I don't know So we might that. be getting a Lord of the Rings-esque extended director's I'm edition. Fairly, that would be geez. awesome. I'm fairly positive that like once they had everything shot and they threw everything on their timeline, it was four hours. Wow. And they, had to, and they, just, they were thinking of intermission. Right. Or cut it Fuck down. Fuck it, let's go four hours. Yeah. I dehydrated yeah, myself. So they cut it down movie. to three hours. Which I don't know how you take an hour out of a fucking out of a final thought and go. All right, this is good. Yeah, <laughs> I hope we get that <laughs> and entire still have hour. it make sense. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of content. So I would imagine that every character gets a long time. Yeah. Uh, in that, and then they cut it down to like the stuff that just makes sense. Yeah. And then, but then again, you know, uh, there's another scene that I started crying. When he uh, when he and Cassie reunite, I was just like, ah, oh, oh, he missed out he, again. He missed out on more years of her life. He was basically in, in prison <laughs> in prison for uh, for another five years. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Wow. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, I guess we see we get Hulk first. Yes. Yeah, we get Hulk first because they ask they go to Tony's house five years into the future. He has a daughter named Morgan mm-hmm. with Pepper Potts. Yep. It's a really cute scene. Their interaction is fantastic. Absolutely. Robert Downey Jr. can act opposite a fucking mop and make it look awesome. <laughs> um, I would pay to see that. And the girl was fantastic. I'm not saying that she was bad. She was really good. Yeah, right. She was uh, adorable. They pitched to him the idea of uh, doing a time heist. The time heist. And he, and he shits all over it <laughs> because he's uh, not interested. He's got his second chance with his family. He's good. He doesn't need anything else. And we get which is and we get one of kind the, of Tony Tar- Tony Stark selfishness, but coupled with like fuck that I'm not even going to try. Right, we tried. It's over. Take the L on the chin. Everybody move the fuck on. I think that's where Tony was. And we get one one of uh, the first of two dumpings on Back to the Future, which I'm actually I thought were hilarious. But oh, even, yeah. even oh, though yeah. I love Back to the Future, yeah. but yeah. He's like, are you basing your entire theory on Back to the Future? And Scott Lang's like, no. Yeah, good, because that's horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they pitch him the idea. He shoots them down. Uh, they go find the other biggest brain that they know. Um, Literally. Of in the universe that survived. And that is... Professor Hulk. Bruce Ban Hulk. Yep. Professor Hulk. I was green banner. I was yeah. reading a couple comments that were just like, "Oh, I thought it was stupid. We didn't even get the Hulk." It's like, you, it's Professor Hulk. It's in the comic. You fucking casual. Jesus. <laughs> Robin Andrew, please have a discussion. I hated I'm gonna it. Sit back and listen. I hated it. Why? I absolutely dude? fucking hated it. <laughs> Why? 
Let me get my popcorn. Why? Because his powers have changed every film, and he's never been consistently one thing or another. That sounds like the Hulk to me. His powers have been fluctuating since the 60s. No, but it's never the same thing. In in the first, in Incredible Hulk, it's his blood pressure. <laughs> in Avengers, he miraculously is able to control it with just being angry all the time. In Age of Ultron, he can switch one way but not the other, and they have to have a lullaby to talk him down. And then uh, Ragnarok, it's the other way around. Hulk won't let go, and Banner's trapped inside him. And then in Infinity War, it's the opposite. And now he explains away over brunch wearing a cardigan that, (laughs) oh yeah, I just 18 months in a lab and I fucking figured it out. Boop. Anyway, pass the eggs. Well, I mean, it kind of sounds like they've been, two sides of his brain have been competing with each other for so long to find dominance over the other that he finally, they both sat down and they came to an agreement. Yeah, but how did he sit down with his own brain? He just talked to himself in his head. Meditation? Yeah. He hasn't meditated since the first film. (laughs) I don't know that. Every time he's not on screen, he could be meditating. I I take nothing for canon that is not on screen <laughs> because canon is what is on screen with a, or what is spoken about on screen. with a k and like seven n's <laughs> i just i did not and it and fucking uncanny valley watching mark ruffalo's giant green fucking <laughs> face for three hours i hated it uh, and i hated it more i hated hulk more the second time around than the first time around. The first time around, I was focused on something else that we're very close to getting to. <sighs> um, but the the second time around, I was just like, I can't stand. And he's just he's just mopey, fucking naughty. Like I, it's Beta Hulk. <laughs> so Jesus Christ, so right. I didn't I didn't have a problem with with Professor Hulk. Um, I don't know. I just it just didn't strike me the wrong way. I did have an issue with how long that scene went in the diner. I, f- oh I felt that God. I felt that was a little I felt that dragged. Um, yeah, that dragged a little bit. And and I do believe that those kids, those are all the Russo's kids. So it's like, all right, you didn't have to put your kids in the movie, you know. Um, oh, they, they got were? so they got so much FaceTime. Yeah, because huh. I'm pretty sure I, I, at least one of those kids I remember from Winter Soldier being the kid who notices Cap in the Smithsonian. And I'm pretty sure yeah. that um, I, I'm pretty sure remember reading that that is one of the Russo's kids. So I'm pretty sure all three of them because they looked very familiarly related um huh. that makes sense and then it's dude and then it's aggravating because he's like it's not my area expertise cut to he figured it out <laughs> kind of i mean in all fairness he's one of the smartest men on the planet because breed richards isn't in this universe right. so he's number like, but, like no i get that two. he's one of the smartest people on the planet and now that number is considerably lower so definitely shoots him to the top yeah. if he wasn't uh but but just like the, the idea that he just like it was oh yeah I figured out time travel because I thought about it for ten so minutes. I, I I interpreted that as that was a collaborative effort between both with both Scott and and Bruce I mean I'm, I know I'm sure Bruce did a lot of that but Scott would have would absolutely have had input it being his the, the quantum tunnel in his van you know that he that he yeah, helped yeah well work I on. think he more just was like so this is what I'm pretty sure they did right and here's all the stuff now go right. and and banners giant fingers that <laughs> didn't destroy any of the stuff because he's not angry anymore he's just a scientist that wears cardigans and reading glasses 
that fit his fucking head. But no shoes. <laughs> Jordan, what? But no shoes. Jordan, what? But no shoes. <laughs> what, what shoes are going to fit him? Yeah. They're, they're not. But how did he get a cardigan? He, I, there are there are Hulk-sized uh, torsos out there. Like, I don't know if you know that they make 4XL things. And that, that, that might a fit A 4XL him. wouldn't fit his dick. <laughs> well, to be fair... Um, when they you did eventually know. jump back to 2012 and we saw the Hulk. The real Hulk? The real Hulk. Um, he was much larger than, than Way Professor bigger. Hulk or whatever. Yeah, so he found, um, he found a middle ground. So I didn't care for okay. Professor Hulk. Um, but it, it annoyed me way more the first time. The second time I was just kind of like... All right, whatever. Um, it became it became grating to me the second time. The th- the thing that I didn't like, um, he was pretty much missing for that entire final battle. We didn't see him. That's true, at all. Yeah. Well, he doesn't like to smash things anymore, Jordan. Uh, that could have also been something that got cut because he he absolutely is there. Um, yeah. You know. He, he, yeah, giant man, giant man rack uh, drops him into the rocket battle. war machine, and and him are there. Now his arm's still fucked up, but mm-hmm. I would have had to think he he would have smashed some shit. But um, there was, and we'll get to, but like begrudgingly. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, I don't know. By that point, he would have had survived that attack, and I think he probably would have been a little bit angry. Um, but we'll we'll get to that battle. But there was so much going on in that battle. I didn't I didn't miss it. So no, I yeah, they definitely did not give him FaceTime in that battle, other than to drop him into it. Speaking of someone they didn't give FaceTime to, that I was assuming was going to be a major player, uh, Denai Guerrero, her character. Okoye. Oh, Okoye, yeah. I was kind of like, they put her on the poster. Yeah, like, like I didn't. It wasn't until the end of the movie I was like, wait a minute, where is she? Well, been earlier, this whole time? earlier in the five years after, she was, she's one of the people that reports to Black Widow on what's going right. on. Yeah, but and I assumed like she's and in Wakanda, on, but and then later on she's in yeah she's in Wakanda and she comes through the the portal. We'll, we'll and, get to that. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. And then she has FaceTime in that other moment in the battle as well. Yeah. I have it to think seems... that that's she kills Cor- Corvus Glaive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have to think that that's part of the four hours. That that there was there's there's some scenes dealing with Wakanda post snap as well because obviously having spent two films there already that that they wouldn't have just ignored that until the end of the movie. Um, yeah. So I have to think that she either stepped in as as queen or regent or something. I don't know. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, she was so, on the poster and we got her very little. Yeah. So they. Uh, they go to Thor's house or whatever and knock on the door and he doesn't answer. So they just go in and we get depression belly Thor. <laughs> you look like melted ice cream. <laughs> depression belly Thor, everyone. Oh, don't forget. Uh, don't forget Korg playing Fortnite. <laughs> Fucking Fortnite. Yeah. but they had Fort- Remember the rock guy with the funny voice? Shit. They had Fortnite in there because Thanos was a character in Fortnite for a little while. During Infinity War. No, I, yeah, and they have all sorts of weapons and shit now, apparently, that's being tied into it because of the movie. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Fucking Fortnite So joke. this is this is another thing that I didn't really have a, a big problem with. Um, I, I bought into it um, that, that, again, like all of them, uh, they're all broken, but evidently Thor more so because he is a god and he still couldn't get the job done. Um, well, he blames himself because he didn't go yeah. for the head yeah 
and then and then killed him afterwards in a fit of anger, and that helped nothing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think they needed to go as far as giving him a huge gut. I think they could have had him just be hairy and grungy and, and just mopey and had that exactly been, and have that been delivered fine. But I didn't it didn't ruin it didn't ruin it for me, him having a gut. It ruined the character for me. Uh, dude, for me for me they've they've made Thor a joke. Because anytime in the Saturday viewing Anytime he just comes on screen after this moment, the entire crowd laughed at him. Even in the final battle where he has both Stormbreaker uh, and and the hammer. I love that scene. And he gets all his 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 beard gets all twisted up for battle and shit and he's got his armor on, he f- starts flanking Thanos and the entire crowd laughed at him because they saw how wide he was. Uh, I I I and like I said to you last night, that I, I People are stupid. I don't know. People are people but are dumb. But see, that's the thing that that is the intended reaction for that character. Now they want you to laugh at him because he's fucking jokey joke man. The entire movie. I don't know necessarily that they were going for that. I know they were going for that in that scene in the cabin, and then in the in the time travel stuff when he's you know still grungy. But uh, once shit got real, um, you know, before the or at the last battle. I, I don't think they w- wanted people to laugh at him, but I understand what you're saying that they laid that groundwork. Um, yeah, and then and then in the uh, in the the planning phase of what they were going to do to go back in time, he they take five minutes for him to shit all over Dark World. Yeah, and then they move on. Well, my my like, oh, she put her hand in the thing and then it went inside her. LOL. Uh, and then. And then they did the thing that Marvel has a habit of doing is where there's something that's able to be criticized, they make an in-universe joke to it so that you can no longer criticize it because they've acknowledged that it's a joke where Tony calls him fucking Lebowski. I, now you're not allowed to talk about it because they made an in-reference. They, they called him Lebowski. Oh. That was the joke. I don't know. I didn't. So it's like, oh, well, then there's no more criticism necessary. They did it. I didn't really pick up on like you don't criticize anymore. I thought it was just kind of like a nod. I didn't really get. You can't criticize it now because we criticized it first. It, for me, it felt very similar to in Deadpool two, where they made three references to the writing being shit. I never saw Deadpool two. The, you're not missing anything. No, oh, that sucks. Really. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Um. Just I just feel like Thor. Anyway. Thor as a character should be a badass he is a god he is the fucking god of thunder i agree and i didn't really care for ragnarok because they made him jokey jokester but they found this is no different than that they they tripled down on that this is how they've made it work for him in the movies and that's what's profitable see my my issue is um they didn't start him off as like a funny haha stupid character Uh, they they spent two films setting him up Making as a serious, serious you know as a serious character and then therefore in Ragnarok they they made him dumb they 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 don't even make him like funny like he's not sarcastic he's stupid yeah, he's like oh i don't understand things like if you yeah. watch the first thor film he's he's acting like he's from another planet he's like oh i don't know what this stuff is but it's good i'll have another like he's acting like oh a god Whereas now he's just stupid because he doesn't understand how certain things work. Yeah. You know? And then in this movie, they just 
turned him up to 11. They made it worse. They doubled down on it. And that's that's my biggest problem with Thor. And it got worse in the second viewing for me. With him. Uh, I See, agree. So I wanted him to be more... I, I didn't want him to be pushed that far into comic relief territory. But there were moments, like especially at the end, when he's staring down Thanos... And his eyes start glowing and he kind of raises both of his hands and there's lightning. It's like, okay, we still have that Thor in there. And I hope that he, because I assume he's going to be one of the Guardians of the Galaxy now, that they kind of make him a badass again like he was in Infinity War. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know if you could hang your hat on that. Yeah, I just Because hope. the scene at the end with the Guardians was all jokes. And I get it because the Guardians are funny. Yeah. But... If this was Thor from Thor 1 or Thor 2 in with the Guardians, I would thoroughly enjoy the fact that he is straight manning all of their jokes. Meh. But now it's, he's got to get his comedy shit in. It's just <laughs> like, him and Chris Pratt going joke for joke. Tete-a-tete, just back and forth. Fucking tennis with jokes back and forth. And it's going to be massively entertaining. But... Three, three years ago or four years ago in our first run of these when we got the first Ragnarok trailer and we broke it down on our podcast I could not have been more wrong when I said that the Guardians of the Galaxy is the best thing that happened to Thor. I take it all back. They've pushed him too far into, oh he's funny now, territory that I they've completely fucked him up for me. There were a ton of Easter eggs in that movie. Whether it was just uh, li repeated lines, yeah, or s just stuff that was hidden, was like there was a lot. Uh, I, I said this to Rob last night, but um, I thought it was great that they finally incorporated the 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 actor they had for Jarvis was actually the actor who played Jarvis in Agent Carter. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah really. I thought he looked familiar, but I couldn't figure out where I had seen his face before. Right. What were some other Easter eggs that we picked up on? The biggest one was the song the, that plays at the end. Uh, was it's a long, uh, it's yeah. been a long, long time. That's the same song that uh, is playing in Cap's apartment during Winter Soldier, um, when uh, Fury is there waiting for him before he gets shot. Um, oh, yeah, and that's that's playing at the end of the movie. Another big Easter egg um, was actually in the credits. Uh, in the end credits, uh, the song that played at the end of the film. Um, was a kind of jazzy version of Make Way for Tomorrow Today, which was uh, the, I think, Alan Menken uh, written song that was in Iron Man 2 during the Stark Expo. Huh. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. The tune was familiar. I just didn't know what right. it was. Um, another, another one is at the funeral um, when Happy asks uh, Morgan what she yeah. wants. Uh, she said cheeseburgers yeah. because that is the first thing Tony Stark asked for in Iron Man 1 after escaping yep. the cave. God, I'm going to get you all the cheeseburgers you want. <laughs> and it took um it took it took a minute for it to hit me the first time, but also in the funeral, um as you get towards the back of the yeah. towards the cabin there's kind of a teenage looking guy and I'm like, "Wait a minute." And then I had to look it up afterwards and it, it it's the kid from Iron Man 3. Yep. Yeah, so I, I had no, cool. we had no idea who that was, yeah. and had to look it up at one point. So we're like, 
trying to figure it's like oh is he part of shield is he fucking <laughs> tony's like, Ill- cousin illegitimate child what is happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no that's the uh that's the kid from iron man yeah. 3 yeah when steve is getting ready to take the stones back to where they grabbed them from mm-hmm. oh yeah don't do anything stupid until i get back yep. Bucky was like, "How how could I? You're taking all the stupid yep. with you." Directly from that was a throwback to, uh, yeah, yeah, Captain America: First Avenger. Yeah. It's a repeated line, but the roles are yep. reversed. Oh, do you guys notice uh, towards the end, Rocket was in his uh, his original Guardians costume? Yeah, like the blue and red. Yeah, that was a, that was a neat little. I thought that was really that was cool. a cool little nod. Oh yeah, and he had like the scarf thing. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, that was cool. I like that part. That was cool to see that. Yeah, and um, when they're back in time, and you see Hank Pym in his lab, the original yeah, Ant Man helmet. helmet. Yeah, dude, that was so cool. That was cool. That really was. Yeah, and the, they always knock it out of the park with de aging of uh, Michael Douglas. You took the words right out of my mouth. It wasn't just Michael Douglas because they de aged, uh, I think, John Slattery as well. Yeah, he's not a young yeah. guy anymore. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, so specifically, that '70s scene, um, after they botch the retrieval of the. <laughs> Of the Tesseract in 2012. <laughs> I got hit in the head by a Hulk. <laughs> yeah. After they botch that and they go back back to the 70s where they can both get the Tesseract and Pym Particles at the same time. Which was a stroke of genius on the two of them. Yeah. Um, we get a really beautiful couple minutes with just Tony and his dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was so nice. Yeah, and it was cool seeing Robert Downey Jr. play Iron Man as kind of like fumbling over his words and not the cool, charismatic character that we've known for ten years. How he's kind of like, uh, uh, well, I'm Howard Potts. Potts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was wonderful. It's the it's the only person in the universe that he would be nervous around. Absolutely. Yeah, and it, it totally fits now that we saw in Civil War. How, at least in his memory, that their last their last um, time together was how it went, you know. Yeah. That he wishes he had said that he loved him and so forth. That you know, and then oh god, I'm gonna start crying. Uh, and, he and finally so got. Yeah. To. And then he got to hug him and say thank you uh, <laughs> for everything he did for right, the country. Right. <laughs> yeah. He had his beat. You beat Nick. <laughs> that was so great. Cause <laughs> I his, loved it because his beard. You know, you don't think about it, but his beard totally would not fit in in 1970. <laughs> Yeah. No, and then we got Stan Lee's last cameo. Yeah, that was that was rough. Yeah, make love not war, man. And drives by. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck. his bumper sticker that said "Nuff, Nuff said." said. Yeah. yeah, that's a Stan Leeism. <laughs> yep. Excelsior. Excelsior, Excelsior, but still, yeah. Yeah, no, a lot yeah, of great, a lot of great the, little the, Easter eggs. The callbacks and the and the and the stuff. I, I really love that that '70s scene because I definitely didn't expect it, mm-hmm. and I think they played it perfectly. We got to see, uh, for better or worse, this is Cap and Tony's last ride. Yeah, yeah. Right? and they got to show you how to do a side quest in a film. Um, take note, Star Wars. Anyway, ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hurts. It hurts because it's true. Anyway, and it hurts because it did happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. um. So a couple of, 
I wrote down a bunch of inter- I just wrote down a bunch of interactions uh, that I liked between characters that we may or may not get again or never got before. Um, the very first one I wrote down was Ancient One and Hulk. Yeah, that was okay. great. Totally was so unexpected cool. for me. Yeah, I, same. I, when I saw when we see uh, when we see orange shit coming off the top of. Uh, of uh, what is it? One seventy seven bleaker. Yeah, something um, like that. Something like that. Bleaker Street. Yeah. Like, yeah, when we see like the the mystic stuff coming over the at the Chitari, I'm like, wait a minute, w- he's not there. Like, <laughs> right. who's who are they going to show? Is it going to be Wong? And then it was like, it's the fucking ancient one. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Yep. And I and love, I love that. Huh. Uh, when she gets <laughs> when Banner's like, no, 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 I didn't ask. I'm yeah. kind of just going to take it. <laughs> she does. She hits him with the the fucking. The, the soul push yeah. <laughs> that she hits Strange with in Doctor Strange. Yeah, we Fun just awesome. we get like the Hulk coming up to this frail looking, and then just pop. Nope, takes Ooh. out the Hulk with a single hit. Yeah, yep. and then they fucking argue for what seems like ten minutes about whether or not they should do this. <laughs> yeah, and he can. And Strange is really the cool Strange is the best of us. Yeah, maybe I was wrong. He's like, well, then why'd he give it away? <laughs> and she was like, excuse me? Yeah. Hmm. The entire mo- mood changed in that moment when he says that. Yeah. And she's like, oh. He had Okay, to. here. <laughs> yeah. And then again, Hulk has to explain time travel to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we have enough for a round trip each and two test runs. <laughs> One test run. One test, One test run. run. <laughs> I love Paul Rudd so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, he was uh, honestly. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't have a favorite person in this film because they all did a fucking phenomenal job. Yeah, yeah. But he's definitely up there in like, really did a fucking phenomenal job with just everything that he was given. He stood out. He's yeah, definitely stood out. Well, for he me. was the catalyst that saved the universe. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. If Ant Man does not get a job with the Avengers after this? Uh, don't call us, we'll call you. We don't know if there's going to be Avengers after this. So. Right. Yeah. Um, so I had so I had Ancient One and Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, Tony and Morgan we kind of talked about already, Thor and Frigga. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That was good. Second time around, way better for me. Yeah, and she had more lines in this movie than she had in the first two Thor films. Altogether, yeah, right. <laughs> and Renee Russo was so underused yeah. in those films. It was really, really nice to see her have a really big moment in this movie. Absolutely. When he's like, "But you know, today you're gonna," and she keeps keeps like shushing him, like, "Then that's what's gonna happen." And then she, um, earlier, a little bit earlier than that, he tries to convince her that he's not <laughs> from the future. Yeah. And she's like, "Boy, I was raised by witches. <laughs> I see with more than my eyes." <laughs> yeah. He's just like I'm totally from the future, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and of course he's still worthy. And we get motherfucking yeah, Mjolnir cool. back. That was cool. Um, and then uh, Cap, Thor, and Tony before the big battle. It yeah. was cool to see like the big three have like some some glamour shot FaceTime. Yeah, the yeah. three of them in full in full armor and full uniform and shit like that, ready to go. Like I thought that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Because they haven't really had a moment where they all stand next to each other like that in a while. Yeah. Since. Might have been uh, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. It was Age of Ultron. Yeah. Put it in was. an elevator, the elevator goes up. Is the elevator worthy? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, there, there are some, some big things that we have to talk about. Um, yeah. So during the time heist, Clint and Natasha are the team that have to go to Vormir mm-hmm. without knowing exactly what had to happen there. Or what a Vormir was. I knew exactly what was going to happen as soon as we saw them on Vormir. Well, the, the, you're taking the words out of my mouth. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as we saw that they're going to Vormir, we knew what was going to happen. They, they did not. Um, yeah, that was rough. Also, just one of the best scenes oh, yeah. in the film. There was a bunch of swerves in that one fucking scene when uh, War Machine and Nebula, when they were going to get the Power Stone. Uh-huh. I definitely thought that War- uh, Rhodey was going to die in that scene, because I was like, oh, they're going to pit Nebula and Rhodey against fucking Thanos and his entire army right here. Was that the only one that oh. felt like that? For a second, uh, I did not, but that would have been very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I. It was when it was when Nebula drops the fact that Quill isn't the only one looking for the Power Stone at that time. That shit was firmly going sideways in their time heist. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like that was the first moment within that s- set of sequences where they go back in time that um. You're like, oh, this is going to be fucked. Yeah. Because he's like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, but we do get... (laughs) I love how many times you get to see things from, like, a different angle from the original movies or some kind of behind the scenes. And it's Peter Quill, like, singing Come Get Your Love. And he's Uh dancing along. And then it cuts to their point of view. And it's just him, like, come and get your love. (laughs) With his horrible singing voice. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that that car singing that you do. Yeah. That nobody else knows about. Like that. (laughs) And they're like, so he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, he's an idiot. And then War Machine just <laughs> pops, pops him on the back of the head. Him. Yeah. <laughs> but back to back to Vormir, <laughs> because we get our first massive death of the film, uh, and what seems to be a permadeath after saying "Let me go," which at that point I started bawling. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, yeah. she had nothing. Oh you know? God. Yeah, she had really she had really suffered. For the, the those five years specifically, trying to hold the pieces together, yeah. And I think that going into that, you know, obviously Clint wants to die because he doesn't have his family, but, but Widow's he, gift to him and the world was like, if there's even a chance that they can come back because of this, you deserve to have them. Yeah. Right. He's not. He's not thinking of what he could possibly get back. Right. He's just thinking of what he's lost. Right, yeah. and she's thinking of what you, what could be, yeah, and how she doesn't necessarily need to figure into that because she's done everything she can. So the 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 second two showings out of the three, it didn't hit me as much, but the first time I was just sobbing at oh. that. I did I did not see losing uh, Natasha as such a big thing yeah. uh, going into it, but it, it hit me really hard. Yeah, there was definitely it was it was so quiet. You could hear a couple people crying. You could hear a couple people kind of like, you know, trying to compose themselves in that scene and and mirroring really, you know, as it was the Gamora's death in Infinity War. The same yeah. thing. It was the same yep. kind of uh, maybe even just a little more because she's been with it since Iron Man two. You know. Yep. Yeah, losing Natasha was really tough. Um, I I was crying. I didn't anticipate yeah. to cry, but the way that they built that moment up, having her and Clint fight, I thought that was really nice, and it was a nice callback to their relationship. 
Oh, absolutely. And I honestly thought that it was going to be Clint. Because no, while, so I. while I didn't think it was the right move story-wise, because I thought that you know it would be great to have him with his family, I thought that what they were going to do is have him still just give in to the loss and, and go through with it. So I did not see that coming. <laughs> no, me either. Me either at all. And that's uh, actually the next one that I had written down, so that's cool that we got that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another, another interaction that I thought was awesome uh, was in New York in 2012, we got Cap versus Cap. Oh, <laughs> uh, Cap fight. I can't believe we got a cap fight. And prior to Cap versus Cap, we got the huge callback to Winter Soldier in the elevator, which that I was, was awesome. so goddamn great. And it was finally payoff and catharsis for that extremely uh, controversial Captain America comic oh, that yeah. came out recently, where it's revealed it's not even really Cap, and it's he's in a cosmic cube, and it's like an imposter, whatever. But it was because I was totally ready for another fight scene in the elevator. That's what they were setting it yeah. up for. Yeah. You thought that was going to happen again. I love that he, he just knew, he knew the he knew the password. Yeah, he yeah. just leans over, hail Hydra, and the guy kind of looks <laughs> at him like, "Really? We got like, fucking what Captain the fuck? <laughs> we got Cap." Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, Andrew mentioned it because I all at once I was like, "It's cool that it's a payoff of Winter Soldier in that moment." But I also definitely took it as a nod to that Captain America comic book as well. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. It had to be because people were pissed about that god-awful <laughs> yeah. decision. And then just that smirk as he leaves with the uh, with the staff. Yeah. He's like, eh, I didn't even need to fight him. We got this. <laughs> and then we got Cap fight. But then he, had, he did have to fight himself. <laughs> I could do this all. I know. I, lo- I know. <laughs> I fucking lost my shit. Just delivered do this all day. so well. Yeah, yeah, I, know, yeah I, know, I know. I know. I say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's it's double funny to me because, like, if faced with yourself, you'd probably hate that person. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I can do this like, all day. So Cap's just yeah, super annoyed with his, fuck, like, just inability to give up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Dude, 2012 Cap was kicking current day Cap's ass, too. Speaking of ass. That's America's ass. That is America's ass. That was so good. And they kicked the shit out of each other. Although I will say, I will say the CGI in this film is fantastic. Top to bottom. But Chris Evans in a helmet face over Chris Evans without a helmet face. uh, When he's choking him out, it looked not very good. Hmm. I didn't really notice. The movement of their bodies. And then you see the, the masked one's head behind him. It was very obviously superimposed. I mean, right. obviously we know that it's superimposed, right, right. but the it, okay. it, it was a low quality uh, add-in on but, that. And then just, uh, Ant-Man giving 2012 Tony a heart attack. Oh yeah, he's like it's just a little. Right. It's just a little. What does he call it? Like a heart arhythmia or something like that? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. cardiac like arrhythmia. And, I we like got this. to see the son of a bitch secretary. Uh, Oh yeah, Robert Redford. Dude, fucking yeah, Robert, Robert Redford, Redford came Again, back even. It's, and that's his evidently that is his last acting role ever. He's retired from acting. Really? Completely. completely. Wow. So that was his yeah, in the greatest in the biggest film of all time. Yeah. That's his last role. Did, did <laughs> you guys awesome. I like when uh Ant-Man he's going to like give him the heart attack. Did you when he goes, "All right, I'm going inside you now." That's <laughs> the way he says it. <laughs> is that an axe body spray? Is that, it's like yeah, it was for emergency. Yeah, I kept an emergency can in the in the dresser. Oh, God. God damn it. 
such a great fucking scene. Uh, he's like standing back there and he's like, uh, the window's closing. Yeah. The window's closing. <laughs> or when Thor hits him with like the defibrillator, he's like, I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah, well, he, he used Mjolnir as like a defibrillator. I was like, ah, oh, I didn't yeah. think that would yeah. work. All right. Dude. <laughs> the idea that uh, they all come back from the time heist and past Nebula is replace, replaces future Nebula and Present doesn't Nebula. talk. She just kind of follows everybody's lead. Yeah. Like, they, they're all talking about what happened. Clint reveals that uh, Natasha died and they all kind of go their separate ways into doing what they're doing. And she just kind of hangs out. Yeah. Which I just think is great that nobody even thinks because she's weird. She's a weird fucking She's alien. always in the background. Yeah, she's a weird alien robot person. So they're just like, oh yeah, she's She's strange. always sulky and, you know, morose and not saying much. Yeah. So all she has to do is just hang back and it all works. Yep. Uh, I thought that was great. And they're all doing what they're doing. And they're putting that gauntlet together for somebody to put their hand in. <laughs> <laughs> and Thor desperately wants it to be him so he could have some sort of redemption. Mm-hmm. And I thought it definitely probably should have been. Uh, I feel like he probably could have mentioned to them that he had the light of a fucking star pass through him in the last film. And the the radiation wouldn't have hurt. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but um, I guess they felt like because he wasn't in an emotional spot to do it. Also, I think it still would have fucked him up. Because it seems to fuck up everyone that uses it. And they needed him in the last battle. Yeah, no, I like, I understand, I understand that. I just, it, and I, I think it was more about the emotional thing than anything, is the reason why they wouldn't let him do it. Yeah, fair. Um. Oh no, I, I was talking. It just, about, it I was just talking seems about from weird to me standpoint. that he helped create Stormbreaker by holding two rods and allowing the light of a fucking. What was it, a sun or a dying star? Yeah, a dying star. A dying star to pass through his body. Yeah. <laughs> and he survived with really zero ramifications. And they he oh. wouldn't mention that. He almost but maybe died. he's not thinking about it. Well, I he guess the same thing now. could be said for Captain Marvel. You know, she was literally infused with the power of one of the Infinity Stones. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she couldn't handle anything else. I liked how they used her in the movie, that she was the secret weapon. I did I not. Liked that, I liked that she was not <laughs> in it for most of the movie, that she just came through at the end because she's that powerful that if she was just there, it would have solved all the problems. I liked that she was out helping everyone else in the universe. I think that was the best thing they could have done with her in the movie, was have her used that sparingly. Yeah, I will agree that if she had more FaceTime, I don't know uh, how into it I would have been. Right. Right. So I'm glad that they gave her a reduced role. Um, but you could say the same thing about Scarlet Witch, that she was Im- empowered with the power of the Mind Stone. Yeah. And so yeah. she, you know, it's just, you know, th- there are a lot of a lot of ins and outs of, you know, ifs and buts and so forth with that. Um, but I, I personally, I was cool with uh, Hulk being the one to, to undo the snap with the snap. It's um, mostly gamma yeah. radiation anyway. It's like I was made for this. And That's they laid true. that groundwork. They laid that groundwork in Avengers by saying the uh, the Tesseract gave off gamma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So evidently they all do. Um, yeah, I I like I I was okay with that. Um, 
it didn't really matter because oh, it didn't. Of course, it mattered, but it, it they they couldn't celebrate that very long because no. um, as soon as Scott realizes like, hey, there are birds, and I think it worked, and Laura is calling Clint on his phone. Oh, uh, when um, his phone rings, it turns out that you know uh, what was it, Sanctuary Two? That's yeah. the, yes, yeah, Sanctuary Two has been brought through the 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 quantum tunnel and just lays. <laughs> complete and utter waste to the new Avengers facility in, in upstate New York. <laughs> yeah. And that was fucking wild. I like that we got kind of the nod to, um, it was a very old Avengers comic. I want to say the seventies where Hulk held up a mountain that was collapsing. Yeah. Oh, There's cool. that really I famous that panel. Where he's, yeah. It's a really famous panel where he's holding up the mountain. And I think that was kind of a nod to it when he's oh, trying cool. to hold up the whole compound to save Rhodey and rocket. He did something Hulkish. Yeah, and yeah. Rhodey, he couldn't even hop into his war machine armor at that point, remember? It was like, he had to crawl out and drag himself over to save He canopy on the one he was in, because it was crushed. Yeah. Canopy, canopy, yeah, he canopy. He's a canopy, canopy! <laughs> yeah, and goes over to save Rocket. Yeah. I um, felt like they did a really good job um, throughout that entire third act, structuring it yeah. and pacing it out. It was I agree. perfect. Everyone got, like, a fair amount of screen time except for the hulk well maybe maybe they didn't give hulk a lot of time because he just did the the snap so his screen time was that maybe yeah maybe um so while while rocket and war machine and hulk are under there uh ant-man wakes up and is like oh i can help yeah, I'm and <laughs> Rob, and then, I remember you you had told me during uh, it was some movie, and I think it was a, a Marvel movie, but like some someone was about to do something, and you were the entire time like going, "Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it." So as as Scott is diving down into the the underground crater where they're starting to drown, I'm just going like, I, I'm just going, "Do it, do it, become giant man, become giant man, do it, yeah. do it, do it, do it." Uh, and so then it goes, you know, we see it goes from there to Clint picking up the the gauntlet the Iron Man gauntlet um, and then running through the, the tunnels with the outriders, uh, the, the mm. things from infinity war. I, I don't know, but anyway, yeah. those things um, chasing him. Uh, and then we go to, and he's Thanos. fucking him up too. Yeah. I loved I loved the sound that Ant-Man made when he jumped into the water, when he was like, when he was tiny and he was uh, swimming through and he jumps down and jumps into another uh, body of water. You just hear, bloop. Oh. <laughs> So no. like a, like a like a raindrop, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Wow, that's awesome. I did not notice that. I'll have to watch I, fu- that. I fucking I definitely laughed really hard the first the first viewing for it. <laughs> I didn't great. notice that. That's great. That fight, um, that fight with the three of them and Thanos was so fucking great, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was unbelievable, and it led to what I think is now the most iconic greatest moment in all of the MCU so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, as because <laughs> Thanos beats the shit out of each and every one of them in turn. And he's beating Thor. Gra- uh, Thor tries to get Stormbreaker to him. Thanos grabs Stormbreaker and starts taking the axe and pushing into him, much like mirroring you know, 2018 Thanos had done to him. Yep. And then you just see you just see Mjolnir start to rise. And I gotta be honest, I'm gonna get choked up here because it was such an amazing moment. Dude, um, I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. <laughs> in the first in the in that Thursday night showing, I start I was on the edge of my seat as that happened. And you could hear other people go like, oh, 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 oh. And and then you see that it hits it hits 
uh, it gets thrown through the air, hits uh, Thanos, and then comes back, and Cap is just fucking holding Mjolnir because he's fucking worthy. Dude. And the entire fucking theater, I, it was like I was at a sporting event. I put both my hands up in the air like a fucking field goal had been made. Uh, <laughs> it was Dude, amazing. No one in the theater could handle it. My Thursday night theater broke out into a round of applause well, at that. The two, okay, another, the two dudes back into the left of me. The whole theater was quiet, and then you see it, and as soon as it goes back into his hand, one dude goes, let's go! And then the entire fucking theater erupts. <laughs> and then Cap, de- then Cap delivers such an amazing ass-kicking. And he like, wields lightning! It didn't, it didn't fucking hold, but it was so satisfying to see yeah. him just wipe the fucking floor with Thanos for, like, 30 seconds. And yeah. he's using it to, like, bounce his shield into the back of his head uh-huh. and then fucking smashes him and calls down lightning with it. He utilized, he utilized that, that thing that they did in, uh, was that also Age of Ultron? Yeah. When he throws the shield under Where he holds the shield yes. up and Thor fucking claps oh, on yeah. it. Yes. And oh, and we got from the first uh, Avengers... When Thor supercharges Tony, yeah, yes, yeah, yep, that was awesome. So that, um, with Cap holding Mjolnir, that was my favorite moment in this movie. I'm getting chills thinking about it right now, dude. Hard to argue that, yeah. Cap being worthy, and then Thor just going, "I knew it." (laughs) And that's um, I'm I'm not gonna pat myself on the back too much, but I'm gonna say that from Age of Ultron, from the party, I knew that. Yeah. That you know that he he moved it and then decided not to move it more because he knew it would break Thor's heart. But now <laughs> it's like, nope. Now I'm gonna fucking do this because we have to. Fucking oh, you cat. think like from way back in then he could have moved it? Yeah. Oh, he did. Well, he. Well, you can no, I'm just it. saying, like, you yeah. you think he could have picked it up at that point? I think so. I think he. That's interesting. He went to grab it. He went to grab it. Moved it a little knew that he could have picked it up entirely and then just was like, mm, nope, can't do it. Oh, man. That's fascinating. Because there was no Stormbreaker back then. That was all Thor had. So Here, you take the uh, little one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's trade. Oh, I man. So, so even though Cap you know, had Mjolnir, Th- Thanos still found got an upper hand. Uh, evidently, that, that double sword that he has is either made of vibranium or adamantium or something because it took out Thor uh, Cap's shield. Yeah. And then he... Well, um, like, it was nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like, the first time when he brings it down and Cap has his shield up and you see it go into the shield, Cap looks up and he has a moment of, like, oh, Oh, fuck. shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't... I didn't... I didn't believe that the first time I saw it. In the yeah. theater, I was like, wait, did it just... Did he just hit it? And then, and then I saw that it had, you know, broken off part of the shield. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And, and then... And then it gets... And then it gets silent. <laughs> and I'm getting chills again. And yep. then Jesus. Sam came through on the on Cap. the com. Oh my god, it was so good. Because he's, he's like, he, you hear Cap, and it's just kind of like he's like, "What the fuck? Who is that?" Sam. Uh. And then he's like, "On your on left." Your left. Uh. And at that point, I started to bawl. Yeah, I was like, yep. "Oh my god!" Same, same here. I there have been few few oh god I got mm, trying to keep it together right now. Yeah, <laughs> there have been few times in life that I've cried tears of joy. Uh, this was one of them. So they had they had set all of that up to just way down. So he- like they the three of them had a hard time with just Thanos. Yeah, and then you see 
you remember how hard a time they had in New York when it was just Chitari and those massive the fucking Le- the creature things. Yeah, the Leviathans. Yeah, and and <laughs> then <laughs> there's just a million of them, there's... and then you see the hard time that they had in Infinity War with all those devil dogs, <laughs> and there, there's uh, an insurmountable number of them, <laughs> and then his Black Order is there, Tanks. and just you're just like. Holy, those tank gorilla things. Yeah. Well, so there, there, are, there are outright Chitari tanks, and then there are the giant Chitari, whatever the fuck those things were. The Sakarans were there. Uh, <laughs> like, it was fucking crazy. It was just an insurmountable, um, like, no, like, there's no, there's no way those odds work out. Right. There's no way they're going to be overrun and murdered, and that's it. And for a second, you're like, oh my god, is this for real? And Cap just fucking like tightens his chin strap yep. and is like all right well because i expected thor to stand up and iron man to stand up and the three of them to be like all right let's do it i guess and then just over the on your left and you see the little and then you get that that orange circle from from dr strange just opens up and the first three through <sighs> it which i thought was so perfect it couldn't have been anybody else yeah it couldn't have been anybody else because he evens the odds for a lot of shit yeah and it's it's Shuri, Okoye, and fucking Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Dude, again, the two dudes behind me to the left. You see it open, they walk out, and he just goes, Black Panther! And starts screaming it, and it just starts, oh my god. Someone they, someone uh, behind me in the Thursday show went outright just, Wakanda forever! Yeah. yeah. Oh, somebody yelled Wakanda. Yeah, somebody yelled Wakanda in the theater. Last night, last night, someone behind us was when they were going, Ibombay, Ibombay, they were, they were chanting along with that. They were doing the call. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Everyone was super into that. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've gone on YouTube and seen a couple of the, um, bootlegs because I just want to relive that moment again. Uh, every crowd is losing their shit. Yeah. It's it's so great. But I, I'm the way that they've built, and and centered for Black Panther, he's easily one of my favorites of all of these films. Oh yeah, oh, outright. So yeah. the fact that he's, they've only got basically the three of them on that battlefield, and he and his sister and his uh, highest ranking guard or however general. you want to word that, yeah. general. Yeah, the fact that the three of them are the first ones through, I just like, he's at that level. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, he's he's on that it, level. It's it, the only it's the only MCU film to be Oscar nominated. So, yeah, yeah. it, it <laughs> actually feels like once you see Black Panther on the field, you're like, oh, it, you breathe a sigh of relief. Like it's oh, gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be all right. Right, right. <laughs> he's Black at Panther. least gonna help. And then he's got that fucking that that concussive blast thing that oh, really fucking is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so great. The biggest pop of the whole fucking movie that I've seen. Yes. from everything I've watched is Spider Man. Yeah. Yep. Oh God, I'm gonna. Cry. Other than Black Panther, <laughs> Spider Man was the biggest pop. Yep. Yeah. Every dude, the, the Saturday night showing that w- it was Spider Man just comes swinging through, and the fucking crowd went ballistic. He's. Yeah. he's I mean, he's Spider Man. Yeah. He's yeah. just he is. You know, <laughs> people it, fucking love Spider Man, and I is it, <laughs> And then you know we get the all the the the, the scores and scores of of Wakandans and warriors, and then you get all of the. The Marauder or the Ravagers? Yeah. Don't they come through? And then they and then we get that sweeping shot, which is like every poster ever. Yeah. Yeah. For Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> of all of the good guys just on one side of the battlefield, and it gets all the way to Cap where after he says Avengers and it gets right on his face and he's like Assemble. <laughs> no one um, can handle it. 
I no. just, I just, I, re- I want to take a real quick minute and just talk about Alan Silvestri. He's the composer. Yeah. Um, and this was easily one of the best movie scores that I've ever heard because, you know, there's there's a way to compose a score so that it's just there, or there's a way to compose a score so that it helps to hit emotionally. And he did that with this film, and we'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later as well with what happens at the end of the film. But mm-hmm. um, uh, he's he did Avengers, he did uh, he did uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, and then he did Infinity War in this, and that's some of the most some of the best music out of all the MCU. Um, that guy fucking nailed it. And I hope they can. Conti- yeah. I hope they continue to use him because he. I mean, the funny thing is, he did. He did the Back to the Future movies too. <laughs> oh, really? <that's> better. <laughs> yeah. He- Maybe it's just an in joke to say "fuck you" to him, like, <laughs> like the way yeah. we say "fuck you" to Andrew all the time, but we don't really mean it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, he did the Back to the Future scores. Um, he's he did Predator. He's done a ton of great shit, but this is obviously the biggest thing he's ever done. Wow, that's um, awesome. I just, yeah, and I just I I I'm a huge. I'm a huge soundtrack and score nerd, so I just wanted to say real quick that he did an amazing job with this movie. It's yeah. so... I've never seen a, mo- a movie with so many hype moments that just gets everybody going like this, and it's just a testament to the last 11 years. Absolutely. You know, these, and that yeah, moment... I mean, this is a sequel This is a sequel to 21 movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and we had talked earlier, uh, prior to recording... About uh, one of one of my friends, Sarah asked, "What uh, movies do I need to see before going to see Endgame?" Yeah, and we had talked a little bit about it before seeing the movie, and we were like, "Oh, well, definitely, probably Avengers, Age yeah. of Ultron, you know, Civil War, and Infinity Guardians. War, Guardians, you know." But yeah. afterwards, you need to see all of them. Yeah. Yeah, you you need to see like everything because it is a twenty. You need to see all of them. It's a twenty-two chapter story. There's. I don't know. I don't know. So that's the thing too, because a lot of people asked me that, like separate from us, mm-hmm. asked me like, "Well, what movies do I have to see?" If you haven't watched all of them, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, they're, like they're, what are you doing? They're just. I get they're hearing the hype that oh, this is the biggest movie yeah. of all time, and it's like, well, I don't, there's. I don't want to be left don't out. Trust me, trust me. There are several within the pantheon that I don't need to watch again. Yeah. But you have to have seen them once. Absolutely. You have to have the under like I get all right, here, we were here and let's continue forward. You can you can return to the ones that you liked, sure, absolutely. And you could not return to the ones that you didn't like, absolutely. But you have to fucking watch all of them. Yep. Yeah. Because if you get to this movie and you haven't seen all of the chapters of the story, some of these emotional moments aren't gonna hit for you. Even fucking Iron Man three has things that inform this film. So Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, crazy. it's amazing. And 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 uh my cousin had said um <laughs> he had said it's almost as if the writers challenged themselves to say how well do we know our own movies? Right? Yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Is that they went but how well do we know them? We know they know them. How well do we know them? Um at so just to get back to the battle as we're getting mm-hmm. uh, before the battle even starts, we're getting through that that whole pantheon. Uh, completely did not see it coming, and people popped for it almost uh, as hard as Spider Man. Fucking Pepper Potts I in Iron Man armor. Just yeah, about to say that people armor. people lost yep. their shit. <laughs> that was fucking great. Your mother yeah. never wears what I buy her. Yeah, <laughs> she never wears what I <laughs> and, buy. And her. An anniversary yeah. gift. <laughs> it's it's cool because like 
the Spider-Man one was like the expected, but like you're so ecstatic that he's back. Yeah. But the Pepper one was like a complete surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like it's the, fucking that, fun. The two reactions sound the same, but they're completely different places. Absolutely. Coming from. You're like fucking Pepper's here. It was. <laughs> we couldn't even get her in half of these movies. <laughs> it was everyone. Yeah. It was everyone. I can't believe we didn't have like Happy out there in a fucking Maserati running people over. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck he's like name tag I, let me see the name tag i i'm su- i'm surprised <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't have noob noob from the vindicators out oh there my lopping up fuck. you know taser face sorry um, taser. oh shit dude um, but then they just fucking they, charge at each avengers assemble when they, so it. immediately uh. when they start running at one another i noticed that it was basically the, the, the core four were together. And of all the people in the pantheon of people that returned, fucking M'Baku is right next to Captain America. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude. I, get, I was like, yeah! Dude's behind me I to the left. Love that character. One yelled out, M'Baku! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got his big club with that huge globe thing on the end yeah. of it, and he's just sprinting. Almost as fast as Captain America is. Because you're like, oh, and then they kind of pull the camera out a little bit, and you see uh, Black Panther hit it, yeah, uh, down a little bit further on that line. But I just they fucking wall of death. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then here comes like that moment with fucking Sam when he just dives into the dude and shoves both of his wings into him. There's a few people in theater was like, oh shit. Ant-Man punching a fucking Leviathan out of the sky. That was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, finally they have something to even the odds on those fuckers. Yeah. When he becomes Giant Man, it's amazing. Pick him up and toss him. When he bursts Uh, (laughs) through the top and he's holding all three of them. Does Rhodey get back in his armor, or was he already in his armor? He got, like, Uh, new armor. He got new armor. Evidently, yeah. uh, That might be part of one of the scenes that they cut. But, yeah, he got some armor from within... The uh, the Avengers facility is something, and it looked like that was like his Iron Patriot armor, badass. Like, and we have it was it was like it almost seemed like it was an upgraded Iron Patriot armor. Yeah, and there was the the little callback where it's rocket on his was rocket on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and on his back. Yeah, yeah. When When he's recreating that scene with Groot, and I really loved, and and you might be surprised that I'm going to even say this because I did not enjoy (laughs) Ragnarok. We've talked about it. I thought it was awesome. That we got Valkyrie on a Pegasus. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Flying into the into the Leviathan with her staff thing that she's got, just tearing it yeah, apart. Yeah, takes well, the whole fucking thing out. Takes so, the whole thing down. I thought that was fucking amazing. So there's there's two segments that I want to talk about. So first is that we got Scarlet Witch, dude, fucking dude. Thanos up, and I, I loved. Love that scene. I can't stand it when people say shit like this, but I found myself saying this in that first showing. I was like, "Get it, girl. Get it, girl." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Do it, do it, do it." Like, I thought the I thought the movie was going to end there because <laughs> I was like, "She's she's going to fucking kill him." They don't understand <laughs> just how powerful Scarlet Witch actually is. Yeah, a, I don't think anybody understands. A lot of no. people can't really, unless you read the comics, you can't really wrap your head around it. And they full on, she was just like, "You took everything from me," and just as soon as she started floating up in the air, like, "Oh, she's gonna fuck up Thanos by herself." And and she did. Yeah, yeah. the only thing that saved and, him was the 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 bombardment. Yeah, yeah. He just rained fire, just rained the fire, and he's like, "But sir, our true." He's like, "Fuck our true." He's disintegrating <laughs> me. Do it. 
Literally. <laughs> oh, she was, I was peeling his fucking armor off. I was yeah. so yep. thrilled oh my God. with Scarlet Witch in this movie. Oh, uh, I'm getting chills the, again. The dude, short fuck. amount of time that she had on screen. Absolutely. She, um, she could very well be the most powerful Avenger. Absolutely. And if they if they go forward with her in the movies, not just on Disney Plus, um, then I I I'm I can't wait to see what they do with her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I love Elizabeth Olsen. I love uh, Wanda in the MCU. I know she's not the classic mutant. You know, hopefully when the X Men eventually get introduced, maybe that'll be something. Now she I'm hoping human. that um, they eventually introduce Magneto and yeah. Polaris. Yeah, yeah. For her as her father and her sister. That would Scar- be great. Scarlet Witch, she's an inhuman, right? In this, no, in the MCU? She's a, or is no, she a mu- she's, she's, they, they haven't classified her at all. She's just, so like a, a product, a product the of, ushering in of the age of miracles. Yeah, she was, she was a product of the experimentation with the scepter, which is the mind stone. Okay. All right. That's so she's, she's like a human by. mutate kind of like Spider-Man. Whatever Captain Marvel is, that's what she is. Okay. Yeah, like because they're basically the same thing. <laughs> well, not whatever Captain Marvel is. That's. <laughs> um, but after Captain Marvel shows up, because we really don't need to, you know, she just shows up and blows shit up. Um, that was a cool we, moment. She does, it's the exact same thing it, seen from Captain Marvel. It was a cool moment, but it, like Rob just said, that's exactly what she did at the end of Captain Marvel. She just flew through a fucking ship, yep. which again was cool, but it's just like okay, so that's all you do. Um, oh, and when when the when the when the cannons go from the ground. To the sky, and they you could hear her like sonic booming through the different atmospheres or whatever you want to call that. I know that she's in the movie, but I still was like, "Who's that?" Yeah, yeah me too. I couldn't figure out who it was. <laughs> Once I, I was saw, like, "Are they going to introduce somebody new?" Awesome! Oh, it's Captain Marvel. Once I saw her glow, of course, I, I, yeah. I knew that was her. But before that, I thought they were going to shoot at a helicarrier coming through the. I thought that was going to be yeah. how we got how we got you know Nick Fury, Fury and Maria Hill back. Here comes um, Adam Warlock. To, <laughs> I'm gonna pay that off. Andrew's been pushing for Adam Warlock for like <laughs> six years. And now. Beta Ray Guardians Bill. three. We're gonna get it in Guardians three. Yeah. So. And Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but like, but we've got Stormbreaker now. Yeah. But after oh. uh, after Captain Marvel shows up, we get a fucking A Force moment, which uh, I also yeah. popped hard for. That was fucking awesome. We, we skipped over because Clint has the gauntlet. He has uh-huh. all the Infinity Stones, and he's trying to break his way out, and he gets knocked down, and then Black Panther's like, give it to me. Yep. And it's... Greatest handoff in sports. And it's <laughs> fucking on at that point. But seeing like, like all of them like bounce around, going from, from Black Panther to Spider-Man to Valkyrie, like... To, what does he say? Pepper. He was like, I like your steed. When Spider-Man, <laughs> when Spider-Man got it, and he was like, uh, activate... Instant, uh, instant kill. Oh, instant kill. Instant kill. Yep. And his eyes get fucking red, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh, the iron spider shit. legs come out and just start poking it." I just, what is it? What he say when when he gets on Valkyrie's Pegasus? He's like, "Oh, cool, I like your steed." And then yeah. he like she likes flying around with him, and then she like <laughs> drops down, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, when he um, lands, so I'll say this: I wasn't a fan of Captain Marvel. I wasn't a fan of Captain Marvel in uh, this movie. Except for her scene with Peter Parker. Yeah. I, I thought that was great. Hey, Hi. Peter Parker. That was the <laughs> only time I ever saw any emotion. Got something from... from me. She was, like, endearing <laughs> yeah. and funny. Yeah. And, like, you could get that she fits in in that yeah. scene. Yeah. Yep. In that, in the, like, four seconds that we got. Because he's just laying there and he's like, Hi, I'm Peter Parker. <laughs> and then seeing the, the, like, all of the female... Yeah. 
uh, characters. That, that was really pop. cool. She's got backup. So, yeah. yeah. That was, that was an amazing, amazing moment. And then Scarlet Witch takes out a Leviathan. Yeah. Then Valkyrie takes out a Leviathan. And you just see Okoye drop fucking Corvus Glaive. Yeah. Uh, God damn, that was fucking great. And then, you know, they uh, Thanos ruins their little plan to try and get the stones back into the, the quantum uh, tunnel in the van. Um, but then, then it's just Captain Marvel versus Thanos. And for a second, you're like, we're just going to see her wipe the floor with him. And then he realizes, oh, I can just take a power stone and take and just punch you in the face with that. I like that she he like headbutts her and she doesn't even flinch and he's like yeah. uh-huh. all right plan B that got a yep. huge pop in my theater yeah yeah well because it's a cool moment yeah because <laughs> he's just... so fucking arrogant he's like yeah okay just a little girl I'm just gonna boom oh shit but then I've got the power stone in my other hand and that's gonna punch you in the face and Doctor Strange holds up the one finger one finger and Tony <sighs> charges at that gauntlet. I am inevitable. And then he snaps and he looks back. All of the fucking gems are he forming him. into his hand. And he looks at him and says, I am Iron Man. Oh, Fuck. That landed. That landed for everyone. Yeah, I immediately yeah. started to cry. I was like, yeah, oh my dude, God. I'm, I'm not lying. I got tears in my eyes right now, yep. actually. I'm replaying that scene over. Yep. It's rough. I remember seeing the first Iron Man movie in 2008. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it and thinking like, I remember seeing the trailer and seeing like, oh my God, this this new thing. Why the fuck are they making an Iron Man movie? That's weird, but it looks cool. And then cut to a third of my life later <laughs> has been in these movies, you know, and it's. Yeah. You know, me being, I'm into comic books and stories. They're very, very important to me. And this, this scene in particular out of the whole movie is this culmination of a very large portion of my life feeling like it kind of came, it was the end of an era, you know? Well said. And it was, it was done so perfectly. Basically it's, it's, it's something that you know i hold in very high regard and it means a lot to me that it was treated with such care and it felt like an appropriate end for this era and Um, and especially it it is an end because we we come to immediately find out after watching thanos's army disintegrate and his ships and everything, so none of that technology can be used then. That's good. Uh, yeah. By anyone going forward. Um, that it fucked Tony up. I love the Badly. scene with Thanos, though. When he's just kind of yeah. looking around and he's just breathing really heavy and just... I lost. Time to just sit down and take it. And he just disintegrates. Yeah. Um. In, the, the, in, the, in the first show, uh, the first, uh, the, the premiere night showing, people were... <laughs> were like fuck you that's right you know yeah. like stuff yeah. like that like they were it was a catharsis to see him fucking go but what did it cost <laughs> everything everything fuck <laughs> i thought it was very cool to see rody was the first one to like yeah. be next yeah. to tony yeah yeah he had he had a good moment with all yeah. of them Rody, then Peter. And he knew, and Rody immediately knew. Yeah. Oh, and yep. Peter just comes down. He's like, Mr. Stark. Mm-hmm. And his, doesn't, he calls him Tony at one point. He calls right? him Tony at the very at end. At the very end. And his voice is cracking, and he's crying. And then Pepper shows and up. And Pepper just kind of. We're going to be okay. Yeah. 
Oh. But when she's like, the way he's, you can see he's out of it, and she's like, can you hear me? And he just kind of, he doesn't even say yes. He just kind of nods and mouths the word yes. Because he's so fucked he's up dying. from the, yeah. I lost but, it. Like, I really lost it when she said we're going to be okay. Gwyneth Paltrow <sighs> sold that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Amazingly. Like, so well. Like, it. her just, her emoting made me feel so many things. I was sad. I was happy. I was relieved. Right. But like they did it, you know, and yeah, she, yeah. and, and her telling Tony, you can rest now. Oh, you can God. finally rest the because he just... was legitimately losing sleep in Iron Man three over the New York situation. Right. Yep. Right. And, and then, and she had said that earlier in the film when he was wrestling with the time travel, you know, should I do this? She's like, you know, you, you don't have to, but would you be able to rest? Yeah. And now he can. <laughs> Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, just the way it was perfect. she yeah. looks at him cuz she you can tell she's doing everything to hold it together and she, when she just looks at him and smiles and says we're all going to be okay. And then she kind of puts her hand over he takes her hand and it's over his the arc reactor. Oh fuck. And then yeah, the light that, that nano that nano chamber thing, yeah. Yeah, and then the light uh fades and dead silence in the theater Absolutely. and there was people crying i hear people behind me like sniffing and trying to hold it together i look over and michelle is crying my sister who oh. i also saw with is crying the dude next to me is just like perfectly stiff eyes wide open and glossy i'm doing the best i can to keep it together even now i'm you know it's i'm like shaking thinking about it but so maybe it's the it, Italian in me. I I just let go. Yeah, I let I let go. I just I just fucking let go. And and that's three times in a row now. That like it's it is it the hit has not lessened with each time. And no. So every time I put on Blu-ray, I'm gonna be a fucking blubbering mess. Yep. <laughs> and then they 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 have the funeral scene for him. Well, we get we get a voiceover by him. Yeah. Uh, as he's we see. explaining, yeah, yeah, it's it's his like last will and testament, mm. but he did it in like a hologram. Yep. I love you three thousand. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> but, but that that's, funeral his oh, his god. sacrifice mm-hmm. was a callback to Avengers. Absolutely. Yeah. Rob, you sent us that nuke. clip yep. of him in because uh, I just when I left the theater Thursday I just kept thinking like he he did the one thing that nobody thought he would do. Right. And and Cap criticizes him for in Avengers One because they don't know each other, and he's just like, "You're not the guy to make the sacrifice play. Yeah. You're not the guy to lay down on the line and let everybody else climb over." I would just cut the wire, you know. Yeah, right. Always, he's like, "Oh yeah, always, always a way always out. Always a way out. Yep. Always got an answer." Um. And 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 Tony decidedly changed that. Yep. He finally. I mean, he's been a hero. He's not necessarily a reluctant hero. He love he loves the attention and what everything that comes with it. Um, but after New York, I think his opinion kind of changed on what was going on, and he wanted to figure a way to get his own personal self out of yeah. it for his relationship and otherwise, and because he can't physically do it anymore. And then um, he gets pulled back in. By the, the by, the shit that's going down because he's just like I can't stand idly by and let this happen, and then he he is the one to correct the course 
that he put everyone on. Which I think is the one of the best cyclical full circle storytelling oh, moments I think we've ever gotten. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When you have an Infinity War, you have a character like Captain America say outright that when Tony went up in the ship, he said outright, Earth just lost its greatest defender. When you have a character like Captain America saying that, that says something, you know? Yeah. And he ended up being Earth's greatest defender. Yeah. He, he saved the he universe. Yep. I, I keep replaying that moment over and over in my head when Strange just holds up one finger, Tony yep. charges Thanos and gets it and just looks at him on the ground because he's all fucked up because he just got punched by Thanos. <laughs> and he just holds his hand up and you see the the armor taking in the gems, the stones. Yeah. As he's saying that I am Iron Man. Fuck. Uh, it's a great moment. It's an unbelievable um, moment. Then we have that the funeral on the where Tony's cabin is. Yeah. And I thought that was the way that was shot, it was like you know, we've all we've all seen we've all seen funeral scenes or, you know, stuff like that in, in comic books, like, you know, um Superman's funeral for a friend and stuff like that. Yeah. That that they could have put panels on that as it went back and you saw each group paying, you know, homage, whether it's the Guardians, whether it's Clint's family, yeah. uh, whether it's the Wakandans, you know, I thought yeah. that was so I loved I loved so fucking well. that it was I loved especially that it was one take. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, and they just pushed through the group and it seemed like in a certain way they had lined everybody up uh, like immediate group to him uh-huh. and then back. Yeah. So then from there we go to Cap going to return the stones. Yeah. And Mjolnir. And I think it was super interesting how they were like asking Banner, like, how long is it, is this going to take? And he's like, for him, as long uh, as it uh, takes. Yep. For us, five seconds. five seconds. And it took as long as it needed to. So Sam, Sam, you know, said, you know, I wish I was coming with you. He's like, no, I'll, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta do this. And so he says, Sam like, you're a good man, Sam. Yeah, and Sam mm-hmm. didn't, Sam didn't realize, but Bucky did. Yeah, Bucky yeah. knew. Oh, Bucky, Bucky knew. Hundred percent. Hundred percent knew. And then they did that. They repeated those lines. And then Cap got on the thing and went away. Yep. And then he didn't come back. And Sam was like getting really hostile towards Hulk, which I thought was yeah. Funny. yeah. Get him the hell Get back. Him back. <laughs> <laughs> and then and he's like he shot right past where he needed to be. I don't know. Like I, I'm working on a fuck. We got like a tiny little platform here. It's a little little shit. All the shit we need is behind us being airlifted out by uh, by construction <laughs> crews yeah, and helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> Bucky sees yeah, him, Bucky right? Yeah, Bucky notices him. Bucky sees Cap sitting on a bench. And he's just like Sam. When you just yeah. cut a, it just cuts over and you see an old man sitting there and you heard audible gasp in the theater and a few people like, No. Kappa and this is this was I mean, everything up to this point is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Right. But this is my favorite moment of the film. Okay. Is that Cap gives Sam yeah. The shield. And Sam is also standing on his left. Yeah, he yeah. comes up and on his left. And Sam is on his left again. Try that on. And <sighs> he gives him the shield because it's the shield from his past that became his future. Yeah. So the shield's not destroyed. It's not fucked up in any way. He's kept it for this long. 
and passes it off to Sam and says it's yours. But I just like the how incredulous Sam is. He's like, yeah, all right. And he just like yeah. the dawning realization. And he's kind of like, I can't. And then he just he says, he says, it feels like it's someone else's. Yeah. And then Cap goes, it isn't. <laughs> and yeah. then he just quietly and then, says, and then thank you. Right? Cap shakes his hand yeah. and puts his, his left hand on top of Sam's. And you see his, his wedding very, very noticeable wedding ring. And and Sam goes, you you want to tell me about her? And he goes, no, no. <laughs> I don't think I don't, I don't think I will. I don't think I will. <laughs> Fucking, I love that. Yep. And then cut to, Cap went back, and got what he ultimately wanted and deserved. Yeah, he got his last dance forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my favorite through line through all of these movies, and. <laughs> Is beautiful. It I was is absolutely. Yeah. I was worse. thinking about it last night too when I when I saw it for the second time. Like during that long dolly in to the window where yeah. you see them dancing, where the music's playing, and I was Ugh. like, "This guy has lost mm-hmm. so much. He gave up everything, and finally he gets what he's always wanted, which was Peggy. Absolutely." Mm-hmm. And he deserves it. He deserves it so much. And, and he finally glad, got his peace. I'm glad they didn't just kill him off. Yeah. Oh, I thought dude, that's yeah. what, too. I thought that's that. That's what they were going to do when we know when we knew that Downey Jr.'s contract was up and that Evans's contract was up and that they both said that they were pretty much done. I thought they were just going to kill them off both outright, just sacrifice both making the sacrifice play against Thanos. Mm-hmm. But it's it was so nice and and really beautiful. To see that done for Cap, that he got to, you know, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> and and like I had all obviously was already crying from, from Tony. Yeah. But once you see that old car come down the street, yeah, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Did you guys? Oh I just my read god. something. <laughs> I just read something. Howard the Duck was in the final fight. What? I think he was, yeah. Howard the oh Duck is in the final God. fight. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get this ma- fucking thing on Blu-ray. With the remaining Ravagers. They have fucking Howard the Duck in there. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking great. So, I, I thought that was really cool how they retconned to get Gamora back. Yeah. Yeah, well, we have a, a Gamora. Well, it wasn't a retcon. See, I thought that that's what they were going to do, was just retcon her in. It's Gamora from the past. We're going to throw them all together, and it'll be fine. Yeah, but she's not but, the same person. But she's no, not there. No, exactly. But I'm saying I like the way that they did it. Oh, like absolutely. to get her back into the universe. Yeah, yeah. I l- <laughs> yeah, I just was mad at the end when I found out that she actually wasn't there. Because <laughs> well, she's uh, not, she's anymore. not there, Gamora. She's she has the, none of the personal connections to any of the Guardians. She's not at the funeral um, with them. Yeah, no. Right. And yeah. when she first sees, or when Peter Quill first sees her, <laughs> and he's just that. I love that. And he's like, "Walk." That's actually. It was a really emotional scene. He's like, "Oh my God, Gamora." And then she fucking knees him in the nuts. And he's like, the first time you missed. And then the second time you got them both. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, but yeah, I mean, the the cap thing for me was the moment. Like, to- Tony's death and then, and then the situation with Captain America passing the mantle along uh-huh. after having lived his entire life yeah. now. Yeah. The way he was originally meant to. 
Right. Yeah. Couldn't have, couldn't have been better. I, honestly, I don't think either of those moments could have been any better. I think they did a fantastic job. That the way the way it literally ends when it goes to credits is the reason why I need the entire credits, regardless of there being an end, uh, not being a post credit scene. Why I need the entire credits to compose myself, because yeah. the way that ends, I'm bawling. You know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, as much as I love that moment, and it is such a beautiful, perfect fucking moment. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that um, because it is such a pitch perfect um, ending for Cap. So I'm assuming that all of like the original Avengers are pretty much done. Yeah. Like Hulk. Other than Hulk. Hulk and isn't War, really War there, but Hulk's not yeah, going to get I, his own movie. What are they going to do? No, yeah, what, he'll the, still show up in fucking crossover team up films. Yeah. And Thor will, but you know, Black Widow's done. Barton, Barton's, Barton's done. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Barton's ever going to leave that no. farm again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the way that I view that was that's his story, and his story's now right. done. Yeah. So Rob and I have already explained our favorite scenes. Oh man. Andrew, Brian, oh, if you had to pick at least one to be one of your favorites, what would it be? That the. The, that portal scene when they when they all come through the the the, the sling ring portals uh, is so is so goosebump inducing and so emotionally satisfying. Um, I, I guess I'll have to go with that. But that's I mean really that that whole third act is is almost inseparable for me. Yeah, it, it all yeah. it all just flows right into everything else, and it's all it's per- it all gets it all gets one upped by the next thing. It's just yep. fucking amazing. Yep. Just hearing Andrew. Sam say on your left, but yeah, um, I think my favorite scene would have to be once Tony gets the the Infinity Stones and then mm. just says he looks at him, and Thanos knows there's nothing he can do, and he just when he says the words "I am Iron Man" and then snaps. And plus, we I, this was the first time Cap ever said "Avengers Assemble," right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I it, just wish in, he would have ass- I wish he would have said it as they were assembling. Yeah. <laughs> Not after they had assembled. It's whatever. <laughs> it was a punctuation. Yeah, it's that's that's totally parsing yeah. what it was. That, that's 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 like saying like, you know, like I, I there was probably a lot of awkwardness once uh once Hulk did the snap to bring everybody back. There were a lot of people that just showed up in craters and showed up in beds that weren't theirs now, you know. Right. There's a lot right. of awkward situations that happened there. But um <laughs> Yeah, and I think part of me was a kind of upset that we didn't get to see everybody like regenerate. Yeah, right. But at the same time, I don't know how they could explain it or do it, it in a way it that made everybody happy. And it would have taken away from the flow of that third act. That yeah. that entire third act had to happen all there. I think I think the way that Peter Parker explained it to Iron Man, like, I must have fell asleep because the next thing right. I know, I woke up. Yeah. We're going to get, a, hopefully, a lot of answers to what is going to happen going forward with the MCU um, in August at D23. Um, that's fuck. That's in August. I believe it is. Yeah. That will. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it, it might be in July after Far From Home, but it's definitely either July or August. Well, they already um, said that Far From Home is the last movie right. in Phase of the three. Of Phase Four or fr- Phase Three. Sorry. Yeah. It, it is and not no longer doing phases. Right. Huh. Um. But that doesn't stop the fact that there are several properties that they have potential to move forward with. Mm-hmm. 
and I really hope that they do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because like I would love a Doctor Strange too. Because there's a lot of untapped well, potential that's, in that that's confirmed. character. And we're getting Guardians 3. We're getting Guardians 3 and Black Panther, Black 2, Panther 2 as well. And we'll obviously get a, a Spider-Man, a third Spider-Man as well. Because that they're not going to not do that. With hopefully Norman um, Osborn. So yeah, that has been episode anyway. 15. Thanks for hanging around with us. Thanks for dealing with us. <laughs> Hope you guys got as emotional as we did. Honestly, it was more than a film. It was an experience. I know that sounds really douchey to say, but it's true. That, yeah, totally that, right. Um, Endgame, I mean, it's because it is such a culmination of 11 years, 21 films that were prior to it, um, and so uh, countless characters um, that, you know, it really was a journey. And um, I can't think of a way that I would have done anything differently um, to wrap it all up. It was It was perfect. It really was. With its warts and all, it was perfect. I hope that people that don't really read the comics or anything like that, I hope they now know how people like us feel after experiencing something like this. Yeah. You know, that these stories and characters are important. Now, fiction fiction is it, important, you know. <clears throat> this is our we, we 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 don't have mythology like the ancient Romans and the ancient Greeks have. This is our mythology. Yeah, you know, it's it's important. Makes us feel. You know what I mean? It it in some cases makes people want to go out and be better. It yeah. can inspire you. It. And if you're a person that listens to this, that puts spoilers in comment sections, you could go fuck yourself. Yeah, I hope you get hit by a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a heel turn. They were talking about such uplifting stuff and then they wanted people to go commit suicide. It's such a strange term. Yeah. God. Anyway. Only if you post spoilers and comments. Fucking 13 year old edgelord eats shit. (laughs) All right. Well. And I'm so glad that I saw it Thursday. I'm so glad that I saw it Thursday. Me too. I'll end it with this. Yeah. Because, because Friday morning at 5 30, there was a fucking post about the NFL draft. Mm. And in the comment section, this guy was like, I really can't believe they they went with this pick, and then also just so you know, Black Widow and Tony died. God damn it! And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" If I didn't see it Thursday and I waited till Saturday, like I initially intended yeah. to, I would have I would have been livid. Directly messaged that guy and tried to get his address. Dude, Michelle, my girlfriend, the day we were going to see the movie was just looking up gifts. Like, oh, Thanos, I'm gonna in a conversation, and there was a gift that just said spoiled. And it was Thanos disintegrating and Iron Man snapping. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. So she calls me and's like, "Baby, I just saw a really big spoiler for the movie, and I feel like crying." Oh. Also, the internet is fucking terrible. Yeah. So for Pop Cannon, I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brian. Yay! You know, not since 9/11 have Americans come oh, together God. so strongly. <laughs> I swear to God, one of these days we'll figure out how to end one of these episodes. <laughs> how are you feeling post-endgame? Did you cry for the last 45 minutes or so? Were you one of the people that needed medical attention during the film? There were legit reports of this happening. There was a friend of the podcast that had such an intense anxiety attack after the film, they weren't able to get to sleep till 4 a.m. the night they saw it. 
In short, it was a fucking experience. How was it for you? Did you love how Tony ultimately became selfless while Cap went to a more self-serving goal? Was that perfect? Did you have some issues? Did the time travel mess you up? Let us know. Let us know. We want to hear from you. You think we're right? We are. You think we're wrong? We're not. Tell us. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube by searching Pop Cannon Podcast and let us know. Make sure you're putting a K in Canon because we can't make anything too easy for you. Seek us out, follow us, like our pages, comment, tweet, retweet, subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. We're on all your favorites, and if we're not, we'll figure out how to be, so just let us know. And if you want to hear more from us individually, you're more than welcome to. I, Robert, am on Twitter and Instagram at Yesball. Jordan is on Twitter and Instagram at JL24FPS. Andrew is on Twitter at Flavored underscore Red and Instagram at Android Skeleton. Check out his art too, he'd love that. And following Brian, this episode is a bit difficult. We had him right in our grasp. We were going to take him back to Asgard to answer for his crimes, but Tony Stark had a minor heart attack related to his life-saving arc reactor, and the case with the cosmic cube suddenly burst open. Brian, whose mouth was still bound and handcuffed, picked it up and disappeared. No idea what reality he went to. We hope he returns soon because we need to record new episodes for you people. What a disaster. Maybe... Brian's adventures with the Cosmic Cube will be portrayed on the Disney Plus streaming service. That's all from us for now. Stay tuned for more S1E1 episodes, a John Wick 3 review, and a Godzilla King of the Monsters review. All coming soon.